Love Our Fret Tea Talk, make sure you follow us for our latest episode. And all you need is your favorite drink and grab a seat, because our Fret Tea Talks will never miss a beat. Hello, good people. This is Nicole Rose. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Frets, a space where female musicians who play stringed instruments meet and discuss all things music. We have an excellent show for you today. We have Tiffany Lloyd, a.k.a. Tips Bass. She is out of the DMV area. She's had the opportunity to work with amazing artists from Kenny Lattimore, Lisa Ray, Kiki Wyatt, Avery Sunshine, and legends. I want you to hear me, people. Legends such as Lynn Whitfield and Gladys Knight. All right? Awesome. And she is a member of the DC chapter um, of the Grammy Award Courting Academy. And there's more to her than just music. She is also a motivational speaker. We'll get into all of that a little later. But first of all, I just want to say, Tiffany, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am great. I'm great. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. You're only our second bassist, and I'm so stoked to have another bassist with us. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I love the bass. Can't play, but I love it. So I'm happy to talk to you. Um, Now, I hear you were uh, originally from New Jersey, and now you're in the DMV area. Where did music start for you? Was it in New Jersey, or did it not come until later in life? Actually, it did start in New Jersey. Um, in high, I was in high school when it started. So, um, and actually, I started on piano. So I was a kid when I really started with music, and then I switched over to bass. Okay, what made you switch to bass from piano? Um, well, bass captivated me. It really found me. I kept hearing it in songs that I didn't know what instrument it was. So I asked somebody, and it just so happens I asked a bass player, and he's also a lead guitar player. So I asked the right person, and that's what got me, you know, over to bass. I did go back and learn piano as far as like formal training, but um, after a while I got busy, you know, playing bass. So I just kept on with that. Okay, so what was your first bass? What age was that? What was your first bass you picked up? Um, 16. I had a Fender, a four-string Fender. I wish I kept it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I had a four-string white Fender. It was great. Fender oh, Squire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We tend to get rid of our first instruments, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. So did you You said you had, did you switch over to formal training and bass as well? Did you have that teacher who told you to go to bass, or was it someone else entirely different? Um, it was somebody else entirely different so I had a private instructor for bass and I had um, regular training in um, piano so but I was already playing bass when I was taking piano lessons okay so did you quickly move up to a five string six string or was like the four strings what you had for a long time no I quickly moved up to a five string because I started playing in church and when you play like gospel music it's, it's easier to play a five string and a lot of gospel songs and gospel styles demand like a lower, you know, that low B uh, string mm-hmm. that you have on a five or six. So I did quickly switch over to a, a five string. Exactly. I understand that totally as a church girl. I understand. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is anyone else in your family musicals is something that you found on your own the love for music actually my one of my sisters is a piano player and that's what got me started playing piano 
um, she used to play, um, I used to always see her play the piano in the living room when I was a kid. And when she would leave, I would try to sneak in and try to play what she just played. <laughs> so I would try to mimic what she was doing. She's the only other musician in the family, so. So do y'all get to jam out together at all? Not really. She doesn't play, she sings now, so she's into singing. So, um, but she does come to my shows and all, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, family support is, is awesome when you get it. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So since you had the instructor from bass and piano, did you go into school and study music or is this something you took up on your own and just kept up with it? I um, took it up on my own and kept up with it. Um, I was I started to major in music in undergrad and then I switched out. Um, I didn't really have a guidance counselor. I wish I did, but it's okay. You know, I ended up just getting a lot of private instruction outside of um, undergrad and then went on to grad school. So, so tell me your first gig experience. What was your age? What was the gig? What did you play? Oh wow. Um, I guess my first real gig was um, outside of church. <laughs> so um, it was a, with a band. I know Jenny's familiar with it, um, Belladonna Band. And we did some um, some gigs behind some major artists. I think my one of my first major ones was behind Lisa Ray. And as well as Kiki White was a little bit more down the line. But um, yeah, that was like my first like real show. So, oh wow! Out the gate, you pull Lisa Ray. How dope is that? <laughs> right, and that was on a whim because I was just filling in, so that was really cool. It was on a whim, um, but yeah, it worked out well. I was excited, um, you know, and it, and it was a, a good show. So, yeah, it was definitely so, experience. <laughs> having that being your first gig and someone of you know that caliber that's well known, were you more nervous or were you just amped to get out there and do what you do? I was just amped to get out there. That's the thing. I'm never really, I'll be nervous, but it's more anxious than like actually scared. So I was, um, even at that beginning stage, I was just more anxious and ready to get out there than anything else. So you think yeah. church warmed you up for that to get you prepared? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because the churches that I've been in um, kind of have a big stage feel, you know, so you're already up in front of a lot of people. So that kind of warms you up to being in front of a lot of people. You know, it's just a different type of genre and a different type of stage. So, yeah, yeah. church people know, church musicians, choir members, those are some of the hardest audiences. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. By far. They, they will let you know if it's good or not. So. <laughs> they really will. <laughs> they the really will. The church mother in the front frowning like, oh, no, I messed up. Right, right. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, that church mother used to play piano when she was like a teenager. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so coming from that, is your genre, your personal presence? Is it more gospel, more R&B, or you like eclectic? You listen or want to play some of everything? I more so want to play a little bit of everything. I think gospel gave me a lot of influence to um, put a lot of uh, gospel feels into other genres like R&B and jazz, and it all kind of intertwines anyway. But um, I would say uh, gospel really set the standard for me skill-wise. Um, I learned a lot of approaches through gospel and then I'm able to apply that to other genres. So I like to play a mixture of everything. 
So what was one of the, was it one of the first songs you learned like for your own personal not to learn in church? Was that a gospel or was it an R&B song you can remember? It, it was definitely gospel. Okay. It was it was some of the most high tech gospel. <laughs> and that's what I grew up <laughs> learning, like, you know. So that helped me build an ear too as well. And it helped me get used to learning songs note for note. Do you play by ear? Do you read music as well? A little both. Um, I, yeah, a little bit of both. I, I would say I more so play by ear, though, um, as far as like on a regular basis. Every now and again, you get a jazz gig where you have to read. But Growing up as a church, but I'm sure playing with Yolanda Adams and some of the other people you played with, that was like, was it a surprise? Do you know, like, OK, eventually I'm going to play with such artists because that's what's in me. That's what I grew up in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say it was more so um, not a surprise. It was more so I just knew it was in me, but I was still extremely grateful for the experience. It wasn't like, oh, well, yeah, of course, it, you know, but I, <laughs> but, you know, it was something I just knew would happen because I just it would I just knew it would happen. So just didn't know the path to these, you know, with certain artists and things like that. But. Okay, that's awesome. Let me um, backtrack a little bit. As I mentioned, you are a fitness instructor or you were a fitness instructor. Is how did that? Are you is that a passion that you still have or is it something that came on later? Um, no, that was early on. Um, I'm not still, I don't do it now because I don't have time. But um, when I first came out of undergrad, I was doing fitness instruction and I was doing it part time until I could. My goal was to go full time music. So I used that as like a, because I was doing music part time and I was doing fitness instruction part time. And I just worked really, really hard to build like a little cushion because I knew how, you know, the full time music world is. You're kind of out there and if a gig gets canceled, canceled you don't want to be stuck you know exactly. so I just you know worked a little extra hard when I knew it was time for me to transition into full-time music and um and yeah basically just transition so I still work out for myself and I even have a trainer myself now but oh, wow. um yeah I don't have time to do the whole fitness instruction but it I would say it was more of a at the time it was more of a passion for fitness period more than you know, doing the actual instruction. So that's what fueled me to be able to help other people as far as instructing and being a personal trainer. So, um, yeah, some people are fitness instruction, fitness instructors, and they are like, go hard forever. We'll never stop doing it. And my hat's <laughs> off to them. <laughs> my hat's are really off to them. Yeah. But it seems as though that uh, mentality of helps and wanting to help other people and lead them to greater is just in you because you're also a motivational speaker as well. Yes. So yes. does that happen in college as well? Or what is what do you usually speak to people about? Um, that happened more down the line when I was already a full-time musician. Uh, a lot of times I end up doing like women's conferences or uh, school. I'll come to like a school and speak to the music class. And it's basically to help give, you know, guidance as far as like a lot of kids will have questions about what happens when you become a full-time musician or just a lot of questions about being a musician period and then sometimes I'll speak to women's conferences you know there's a lot of women out here that want to be musicians or singers or artists you know or all the above <laughs> and they don't know exactly how to jump out there and what to expect because there's a lot of things to to you know, know that you're going to face as a musician and as a female musician too. Yeah, it's, it's more than a notion. It's definitely a daunting task at any age too. It is. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it you is. Know, people just see the glamour. They don't see all the work that actually oh goes behind gosh, it. Oh my gosh, they don't. They don't. And the funny thing is, and this is with any industry, in my opinion, 
any star on any level we see it as hard work other people see it as fame and but they don't see the you know the we almost see it as like okay the limelight is what you should get it's just a, a byproduct of hard work it doesn't look any different to us than it does to say someone who's working a nine to five in an office every day and it's not in that same light but yeah i think it's yeah a lot of hard work behind the scenes yeah you nailed that you said the limelight comes with it and like i know mm-hmm. playing musicians you may be one that the limelight is not even something that you're striving for you just want to play exactly <laughs> i think those make the best ones to be in a limelight the ones that are not striving to it because yeah. striving to be in it because you're not putting all your efforts towards what needs to be focused on you know you're, you're focused on being seen instead of focusing on the actual craft so yeah. Yeah. And there's people like you, I can tell you how you feel like a great spirit. So so all this stuff is coming to you. It's Thank because you. of that great spirit that you have. And you're not out there, okay, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna make it and I'm gonna be the next party B. Like you're not saying right. party B is bad. You know what I mean? Right. I know what you mean. You know what yeah, I mean? You exactly. just want to be, you know, that big part. You just wanna enjoy the music and make a living right. off of doing what you love. Is what exactly. Doing. That's exactly what it is. And I even look at people like Taraje and um Denzel, they're just great at what they do and yes. they just just do it. Like they, they, just, they go out there and just be themselves, but it, you know, like the byproduct is they're in the limelight because they're the best at what they do. Yeah. So, no pretense, yeah. just doing what they love. Right. Just doing what they love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, I want to say I had the chance to listen to Viscosity. Oh, cool. And I just want to say if I wasn't. Uh, person that doesn't like people, I would not like you after that because that is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Like I just like like I want to hate on it. Like oh, my God. you know, like but you can't because it's so good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know you. It's just from the first line. It's like arpeggios, and then like, it makes you. It's one of those that you just want to sit there and sit in it. Like, oh. okay, where did this come from? Where was her mind at when she thought of this? And I want you Thank to tell me, where did you birth this from? Where were you, where was your mindset when you thought of this? You know what's funny? I'm going to tell you, like I said at my last concert, it was two o'clock in the morning when I I came up with that song. I actually wrote it pretty fast. Um, I was oh, don't up say late. That. Come on, say you labored <laughs> over this. Let me stop. I'm right, I know, right? Like, it took me forever. <laughs> no, it, I um, I had a lot on my mind, but, and you can tell by the song. <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually wrote it in the middle of the night. And sometimes that's the best time to write, or that's when a lot of things come to you. But um, now, where the name of the song came to me I don't know but I know it just came to me and I had to google it to find out what in the world is viscosity because it's not like I have ever heard that name or I didn't know what the term was yeah. so um yeah but yeah I um I wrote that in the middle of the night and I just the you can hear there's a lot of drums going on in the song it's all um, programmed but yeah I wrote it late at night <laughs> <laughs> I love it and like like I say with these kind of pieces and these kind of songs I like to know what people's mindset was. You say it was just in the middle of the night and you just, it just came to you. It just came to me. So, you it know, was... that was like a God ordained thing. Let me just give her this right quick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That yeah. is amazing. Are you working on any new music or is any albums coming out soon? I am working on my EP. I hope to release it by my next concert. Um, I have a couple of songs that are already like ready to go on there. So hopefully I can just get them all printed and ready to go. Um, by the end of the summer so that's what's next (laughs) do you know how many songs that you're planning to put on it or five five songs on the on the ep 
So, okay. yeah. Is it is it the same vibe or feel as the Scott Cedar? Or is it everything is a little different? Everything is a little different. Um, and that's a big thing for me. I don't like to write all the songs to sound the same. So everything is a little bit different. And it's a, it, but it's a lot of Tiffany. It's like a lot of my style, a lot of my approach, you know, which is not the regular, typical <laughs> bass player. But I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But <laughs> hey, from that song, it's a good thing. Keep it up. It's a good thing. I can tell you, I really, really enjoyed that song. And I'm not putting on. That was really, I really love it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so what if you had to pigeonhole yourself, what kind of artist do you think you are? What how if someone is had okay, tell me who you are as an artist, what would you say? I would say I am silly, <laughs> but I'm definitely one of those artists that aren't I'm not scared to just be myself instead of sounding like the typical I hate to say the word typical, but the typical bass player artist. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't expect anyone to expect me to sound like, oh, that's a bass player or, oh, yeah, a bass player would play that, you know, or, oh, it sounds like a bass player. I know I don't I'm not the average and I don't mean that in a cocky way. I mean, just like I'm not your typical bass player. So Mm -hmm. but I'm not scared to embrace that. So I'm comfortable in my own lane. That's the kind of artist I am. I love that. I mean, it's not cocky. It's just, you know, celebrating who you are. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times I grew to that because, you know, I wasn't always like, oh, is it okay for me to be myself? You know, (laughs) I was going to ask that, like, as a female musician, how long did it take you to cultivate that sense of awareness and who you are and who you are as a musician? It didn't take long because I grew up playing with all guys so um they don't and and the one thing I love about playing with guys is they don't expect you to they don't give you a crutch as a girl they just want you to be a musician and play the part they don't care if you're a girl they don't care you're good you're good you're good if you're not you're not that's it like they don't give you that pass it's just we want to hear bass from you know in my in my position so um it didn't take long I would say maybe just a year or two is when I said okay this is what I'm supposed to do as far as like you know this is my role you know so have you had any adverse uh adversity from male musicians or female alike that made you want to back up for a minute and say maybe I need to reevaluate if music is what I want to do or do you always just barrel through and like this is what I'm doing I don't care about anyone outside of that um no I never had that (laughs) you know you do see some um adversity but I never felt that way ironically um a lot of people used to talk to me about not doing music maybe because I had so much education which I thought was funny because I'm like so are you saying like musicians aren't smart (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah and really I I mean I went and I got my MBA to help me in music so I said well you know music I mean as far as um, education it just helps you further in music but so the opposite happened with me as far as um feeling you know like I should maybe or you know rethinking everything it's not that those vibes never came to me. I don't know. I probably just didn't pick up on them or ignored them or <laughs> didn't see them because I'm in, you know, I'm zoned out in whatever I want to do. So, <laughs> Yeah. And not to overshadow that or overlook it, uh, it's a major accomplishment. You do have an MBA from the American Intercontinental University, correct? Yes, correct. What was yes. that in? That was in healthcare management, actually. 
That oh, was a concentration. Oh, and you're <laughs> yeah. like uber intelligent. That's even better. Like you're one of my new favorite people. Thank you. I was uber medicine as well, not play guitar. Wow. It's like this, I love that. Oh, I love wow. education plus the music. You have something to fall back right. on, you know. Yeah, and it keeps you going. I mean, that's the other thing, too, as far as being knowledgeable in health. You know, a lot of musicians are not healthy, and some die at an early age. Not that you can't die if you're not healthy I mean, at an early age, but it just, as far as being on the road and things like that, you have to keep yourself healthy. And it's no better way to do that to, than to understand how health works, how your body works, and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. If you don't mind, speak on that for a second. As someone from the health field and deep, um, rigors on your body on your mind of touring and having to learn so much music and being distressed mm-hmm. of this and worrying about getting the next gig and will this come through Could you tell people how you deal with that or how to help them out a little bit well it's going to sound weird but eating as clean as you can will keep your mental space very clean um, it's amazing that what you put in your mouth can affect your brain oh, you know yeah toxins from a lot of processed foods well, I mean, of course, not only will it weigh you down, but mentally it'll make you foggy. That's why a lot of times when people do detoxes and things like that, they feel like they're very alert, you know, because, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, toxic foods or just foods that are processed basically can really um, wear you down. So when you're on the road a lot or even just simply overloaded with music, you have to eat as clean as if not even fast. I do that a lot. Just fast a lot where you can just keep your body um you give your organs a rest you know from working so hard they've been working all your life so they need a break (laughs) and (laughs) but you know and then also resting that's another part of course resting in general is a big part of making it in the music industry but as well as resting your body resting your organs you know with healthy food and then sometimes no food and then you also will sleep better your rest quality is much better your sleep quality is much better so yeah it plays a big part and I think it gets ignored too much among mm-hmm. musicians and artists and singers and yeah so yeah and once you get that euphoric feeling of a clear mind you're also more creative because more exactly. like filtered in right you know? right exactly and you're less likely to mess up <laughs> that <laughs> happens with musicians too I mean you're gonna still mess up period but you know some you know some really tragic things can happen it's because the musician hasn't slept in like five days or they ate crap all week you know that that stuff is real it's not just a you know oh you can do it or you don't have to do it it's, it's yeah. necessary to try to be healthy you better educate the people too if you mess up. <laughs> okay <laughs> try <laughs> you have another major accomplishment i just want to say congratulations for your endorsement with elixir string thank you i'm so happy about that <laughs> yes yes and how did that come about and also do you have any more endorsements i do have more um i have um elric bass guitars that was my first endorsement and I have GR Bass Amps. That was my second. And I also am endorsed by Collaborial Studios. So that was my third. So this one was my uh, most recent yesterday. <laughs> Elixir <laughs> Strings. Yeah. Congratulations again. Yeah. That's, that's a great string. Great company. Great company. Oh, my gosh. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you have all these accomplishments, you're intelligent, you're healthy, you're trying to help people motivate other women. What do you want to say? Say you had... Um, Young, young, you had one room with young adults. 
say mm-hmm. from five to 16 and want to do music and you have another room with adults who are getting into it later, maybe 35 right. and up, would your uh, advice for them be the same? How would you approach them differently or the same if they want to get into music? My advice to them all would be the same. And that would be a few pointers, which is discipline, discipline, discipline. Um, and it's also going to take a lot of sacrifice. It's, it's like if you see somebody walking around with a six pack abs, they didn't get that from mediocrity. They didn't get that from no discipline. They didn't get that from just saying, oh, I look beautiful. And then all of a sudden you have a six pack. So it's the same <laughs> I thing. Wish. Yeah, I know. Right? That would be beautiful. It's the same thing with being a musician. No matter what age, if you're going to start when you're six years old or if you're going to start when you're 16 or if you're going to start when you're 46, you know, it's the same thing. You have to apply a lot of self-discipline and it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. You might have to sacrifice your social life sometimes and, you know, just different things like that. But those are the key things that you have to be ready for and even if you aren't good with self-discipline work towards it and then become a musician you know baby steps is not all overnight so um yeah and you gotta kind of miss out on some movie nights and that's the other thing with musicians we work on the weekends more than we work during the week mm-hmm. of course we you know if you're traveling and stuff you're working during the week but the typical American time out is on the weekends, <laughs> but that's when we're entertaining. So it's like, you have to be aware that if you're one that likes to have your weekends, you can kiss that goodbye. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So in a good way, you love it. You won't want to trade it for anything. So yeah. that's another thing, you know, you have to be willing to sacrifice and be diligent. And you like to say, you may have to miss out on some date nights. You might have mm-hmm. to miss out on events with your friends. And that takes the mental discipline. Some people, you know, yeah. may want, you know, the limelight or what they think comes with it, but don't want to put in the work right. to get to it, you know? Right. Exactly. 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 So, yeah. It goes back to being the one that's not looking for the limelight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It'll come, but yeah. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Yes. <laughs> so, lastly, I want you to tell the people what you have coming up, what's coming up next, and how can they reach you and follow you? Oh, yes. So I have a concert coming up at the City Winery in D.C., which I'm really excited about. That's August 20th. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's August 20th. Um, You can reach me and you can also get tickets on my website or, of course, um, on their website, on the City Winery D.C.'s website. On social media, I have the ticket links posted everywhere. You can also follow me. Of course, I'm on Instagram, TIFFSPACE, T-I-F-F-S. Don't forget the S after the TIFF because a lot of people forget that. <laughs> um, <laughs> TIFFSPACE is the same on all the social media platforms. So TIFFSPACE on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, did I forget one? But that... <laughs> all the all the social media platforms and then of course on my website is tiffspace.com and you can get links for all my social media platforms on there as well and tickets to the concert so gotta come out to the concert (laughs) awesome will you all go check out tiffany at since uh the city winery on the 20th of august you all go check her out get tickets tell your friends to get tickets everybody supports this is a wonderful musician and please support everything that she does great person okay and tiffany I want to thank yeah. you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I had fun. <laughs> thank you. You're very welcome. And everyone, again, this is LaCole Rose, and this is Between Threats. Tell all your friends, tell all your people, your cousins, and everybody to listen, follow, and share. We really appreciate yeah. you. Until next time. Later.
What's up, what's up, fam? This is Jenny Jam from Fret Sisters, where we feature female musicians and strings. Got a video? Tag us on at Fret Sisters on IG or at Fret Sisters One on Facebook using hashtag Fret Sisters. Peace and love.